Ah, good afternoon. Good, good. I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, first, thank you for allowing me to come to the school. Me and my friends, um, all of them are entrepreneurs, business owners, and uh, they said they wanted to impact the students. And I believe that it did, right? So um, how often do you guys bring people to the school? Really? Um, I think it's very important to give a child an example to follow. Um, because I remember when I was young, I saw an example of someone who owned a business that didn't look like a businessman. Like they didn't, I thought businessman, shirt, tie, and I was like, I don't want to dress like that, therefore, I don't want to be a businessman. But I knew I wanted to own a business, and I thought that's what it looked like. Anybody know any entrepreneurial friends? Anybody know anybody that's excelling in their career? I want you to do your very best to try, to try to bring them. Because it's one thing to say, hey, you can be successful, but it's another thing for them to see it and hear that person's story. I feel like I go to a lot of schools, and the teachers and administrators, they feel like the students have a choice. And sometimes they don't. Think of the worst. Think of the worst student. Well, they're all amazing, but think of the one that gives you the most problems. <laughs> Reframe it. What would you do if you were them? Anybody? Think of that. Just You don't have to say their name, but what would you do if you were them? Quit. Say it again. Quit. If you were that kid, you would quit. You would just quit school, just walk out of school, and just leave. Got you. Y'all got the kid in your head? Yeah. What would you do if you were them? I'm talking about the one that gives you the worst headache. Frustration. The one you're like, this one ain't, this one ain't, I don't know about this one. What would you do if you were them? You ever think about that? If you were in their shoes, what would you do? Because we talk to them because they're them and we're us. But we don't talk to them in the sense of, what would I want to hear if I was them? I got a problem for you. It was a kid. We talked about it in uh, telling this story in Nashville, Tennessee, Chattanooga, Tennessee. It was a kid who was getting jumped every day after school, being bullied. You'll never guess what he was getting jumped for. What do you think? The way he dressed. Hey, guys, this is going to be a conversation, okay? I'm not a, I'm not a motivational speaker, so I'm not going to, like, just speak at y'all. We're going to talk for a while, okay? What do you think? A kid, every day after school, say it again. Sexual orientation. Sexual orientation? Nope. His size. His size. Weight. Get this. He was getting jumped every day because he wouldn't join the gang. He comes to school, and we say, Gangs are bad. Don't join a gang. But he's walking home every single day getting jumped because he won't join the gang. What would you do if you were him? Here's the issue. The kids that are enticing him to join the gang are glorifying what it looks like on that side. Would you agree? 
They're saying, like, this, this is what you can have. You're going to be one of the cool kids. But the same person, when he comes to school and tells him that it's bad, you shouldn't join a gang, they're not glorifying the other side. Why don't we glorify what it looks like to excel? And a lot of times we don't have any answer, we, we, we don't have any examples, but that's why I'm asking you to bring somebody to school so they can see what it looks like to glorify this side. You're competing with it. You're competing with a negative situation that that's all they have. So honestly, what would you do if you were that kid? What would you do? Join the gang. Go a different direction. Not want to go to school. Yeah. And when we start to look at, so, so we might see a kid in our classroom that joined a gang. And because they're them and we're us, we look at them like he made a bad decision. We're talking to him like he made a bad decision. Now he's going down the wrong road when it's really our fault because we're not glorifying what it looks like. We're just saying, don't do this. Don't do that. My goal isn't to tell kids not to hang around a negative crowd. My goal is to make them uncomfortable in that environment. I never tell the kid, listen, you're going to end up dead or in jail. They're like, duh. I'm wasting my breath. Don't join a gang. You're going to end up dead or in jail. They're like, well, that's pretty much how it works in my family, man. That's how it works. You're not telling me anything I don't know. That's my fate. Now, what I want to do is... Um, I want to share with you guys a few principles that I think would be very, very valuable for the students. One is give the kids a vision. Give the kids a vision, number one. Give them a vision. And I know it's challenging. I know it's challenging to give the kids a vision because a lot of times we don't have a vision for ourselves. We don't see where we, want to do, where we want to be. We don't see like what life could be like if we truly affected the world. We don't see it. So it's really, really challenging for us to give the kids something to have a vision about, something to dream about. Give them a vision. What does it look like to go to college and excel? Somebody tell me. What does it look like? Hard work. Discipline. Whew. Hold on. Okay. Hard work, discipline, persistence. Great. So, so the kids, when they go home, the gang life is saying, listen, you see that girl right there? She'll be yours. You see, you see that car? You know you can have one of those, right? All you got to do is sell this. Come on. Like, I mean, the worst they're going to do, they give you a couple months if you get caught, but then you'll come back, you'll have the money stacked, and you could do whatever you want to do with the money. You could travel. And on the other side, we're looking like, you go to college, you can work hard. Be persistent. Why can't we paint a picture of what it looks like to do the right thing? Because we haven't seen ourselves in that space to where we have a vision. So before we give the kids a vision, I want you to write down a vision for yourself, please. What does it look like for you over the next five years? Are you going to do something amazing in the next five years? Yourself. Do you have like a secret formula, a magic formula, where you get the worst kids to listen to you and love you? Do you feel like you can take those formulas 
and write a book about it and be a world-renowned speaker, a world-renowned author based on the information that you learned here? Do you have a vision? All I do is put out content. I put out content and people see the content and they book me to speak and things of that nature. All I do is traveling. Bless you. All I do is travel and, um, but I, I, I just record the stuff that I know. We sit in the studio, put a camera on a tripod. If Brandon's not there, I record it myself. I put it on YouTube and that's my vision to go out there and put out tons of videos so I can teach people what I know. You can do the same thing. It's not that hard. Do you have a vision? Would you, would you erect a community center that's different than other ones? You got a vision. The only reason we bought these speakers here is because we want the kids to borrow the vision of the speakers for a little while. But we won't be here forever. So if they get our vision, they see you every day, and you're painting the vision of what it looks like for you. You can say, hey, you can do that too. Somebody read to me, what you got over the next five years? What does it look like, what does it look like for you? I'll start calling on people, I promise you. <laughs> Might as well do it voluntarily. Yes, sir. I started a website, uh, Enlightenment Academy. <coughs> the dream is to impart knowledge. Got you, got you. I like that. So check me out. What if a kid said, I want to um, I want to graduate. I mean, I don't know the time frame, but I'm going to graduate. What would you tell them? Get on the four-year plan. So which is you right there? Get on the four-year plan. <laughs> Make sense? But if you know that for yourself, like this is my vision on the, on the website, things of that nature, you can tell the student, listen, all you got to do is have a plan. Look at mine. All you got to do is have goals. Look at mine. Y'all see me? This, this is what I was doing this weekend. Y'all should check it out. Check it out on YouTube. I put it up. This is what I'm doing. All I have is a camera, an idea, and I'm just putting it out there. This is my manuscript. I wrote a little bit. This is my manuscript. Check it out. I'm going to read a few passages from my book. And I guarantee some of your students say, you wrote a book? You're writing a book? How do you do it? And because you did it, you can teach them what? What you got? Five years. Four or five years. Hopefully get your credentials. Gotcha, gotcha. So if a kid said, I want to graduate, hopefully, what would you tell them? <laughs> Like, hopefully I want to graduate. What would you tell them? What if a kid said, I want to graduate? What would you tell them? Good. Well, you need to find somebody to help you do what you want to do. You guys have the answers, but you're not pushing yourself. So to give me a good idea about the kids not having the answers or the kids not pushing themselves because we're not pushing ourselves. Come here and teach and leave. Teach, leave. Teach, leave. Teach, leave. That's not why you're here. I'm asking you to be an example. It's so sad when I have, um, I go to schools and there's a business teacher or an entrepreneur, some of the class got entrepreneurship teachers, but the entrepreneurship teacher doesn't have a business. They're not even an entrepreneur and they're reading a book, so it's not authentic. They have no real life stories to back up the books. Are we talking to the kids on how we're using the stuff from school? I tell stories all the time of what I learned from school and how it applies to my life today. 
kid that's getting jumped every day after school because he wouldn't join the gang, what would you do? If you wanted to do something real bad, and you had a mentor that was willing to teach you and show you love, you'd probably get it done. So I want to give you all a formula real quick to teach. Not only for you, uh, not only for the kids, but for you. It's a simple formula. You could take it and um, teach it to the kids. I'll just give you all a few things that I teach across the country. Um, how do you, I'm going to write this down. How do you make $10,000 in 30 days, starting with $100? How do you make $10,000 in 30 days, starting with $100? That's a question I would ask the students. And what I do is I group them in groups of five to have an idea. Everybody come up with an idea. Or you can give an idea. OK, here's a t-shirt brand. Everybody come up with their t-shirt brand. How do you make $10,000 in 30 days? You got these groups of five. What is the answer? Anybody know? 10,000 in 30 days, you're starting with 100 bucks. Start a GoFundMe page. Maybe. Could teach the kids to beg. I mean, I'm just, I'm just It involves technology. It involves technology. How do you do it? Here's the answer. In this group of five students, the first thing we need to figure out is how much we need to make every day. I'm trying to give you the problem and the answer so you can build on it. But you got to give them some time to think through this. Because what I found out is these students never have time to think through something. Because we give the answer and give the answer, give the answer, then ask them the question in the form of a test. And we're trying to get them to memorize. But this is like creativity stuff. They get to think through stuff. They get to dream for a little bit. So the first question is, how much do you have to make every day? Anybody know the answer? About 330-something dollars. No, I think it's... Um, to some, somebody calculate that for me. I think it's 265. Yeah, I think it'd be 333. 333, yeah, 333. Cool. So, um, $10,000 in 30 days. The first question we have to ask is what? How much do you have to make a day? It's $333 every day. We just went from a real big number to a smaller number. We're just thinking critically. Now, the next question we have to ask ourselves is what? An hour. How much time? Next question. How many people do we have in the group? And if there are five kids in the group, how much does each student have to make? $65, If we have a t-shirt company, that means every student has to sell three shirts every day. We went from, how do you make $10,000 an unimaginable number to how can I sell three t-shirts? 
get some idea to dream and say, hey, this ain't that bad. What if we're going to make $10,000? That's a six-figure business. $10,000 down to $333, down to $60-something, three T-shirts. Run through this. Give them a chance to think for a little bit. Give them a scenario. Let them be creative for a while. I got one more. It's not necessarily a formula, but a teaching point that I teach. And um, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm not only talking to you to talk to the kids, but you see this for yourself. Anybody see this for themselves? How many people thought of four friends like, we about to have a meeting tonight? <laughs> <laughs> formula. I forgot about my teachers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, um, here's a formula. And I believe, I believe, honestly, my goal is to be a teacher one day. I'm excited to be a teacher because um, I want to teach for joy and not a paycheck. I, would, I, I promise you, that's one of my goals in life is to be a high school teacher. That's my goal. So I build my businesses as an entrepreneur. Um, I want to build up a school and be a teacher in the school, not... Um, just to over see, I, I, like, I just want to be, maybe a principal, I don't know, but I need to be with the kids every single day. So there's three things. If you can put them all together, you can be successful in anything you want to do. Three things. One is your gift. One is your gift. Your grind. Your grind, G-R-I-N-D. It's my three Gs. Your gift, your grind. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. 
in the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. And you're genius. You're genius. Your gift. I believe everybody has a gift. Would you agree? Somebody, everybody's gifted at something. And maybe not in terms of like singing or playing the drums, but... Uh, my friend had this one gift where he could make up a word and have the whole school saying it. It was a crazy thing. Like, what is that? He had a gift. And I teach the kids, every gift isn't necessarily your traditional gift. Like, you, have, you might have a gift of being able to think of ideas. You might have these crazy dreams, and you think they're crazy. Your friends say they're crazy, but that's a gift. You got these ideas. I got this one gift where I can always tell when people's lying to me. It's crazy. I don't know. It's weird. Like somebody talking to me, I'm like, Yo, I just know in my head. That's it. I think it's a gift. Leadership is a gift. If you can, if you can organize and if you can organize and be the leader of a gang, that is a what? Maybe slightly misused. Or just a gift. Leadership is a gift. What in the world was Martin Luther King saying to people? He would get people in a room like this and say, listen, guys, um, we're going to walk down this street. But at the end of the street, there are people who hate us. I know you like showers, but this type of water they about to put on you with these fire hydrants is different. They got dogs that are going to bite you. People are going to throw things. Some of us will go to the hospital today. More importantly, some of us are going to jail today. Y'all ready? Let's go. 
And he had people marching. Because he gave them a vision. Like, that's, that's all I'm asking you guys to do, to give the kids a vision. Because Martin would give them a vision, no matter what they had to go through. They go through it with joy. It got to the point where people were excited, and it was a badge of honor to go to jail. Like, I fought for my people. It was a badge of honor, simply based off of the vision. Some people's gift is being able to paint a picture so vivid that people just see what you're saying. You ever argue with people and just don't get it? It just means you're not painting. They can't see it. It's a gift. How many people have a gift of words? You have a gift of describing, painting pictures. It's a gift. Now, imagine what's the most important birthday, like the most exciting birthday? What year? Is it 16, 21? 21. Remember the days? Remember 21? Imagine you had a friend. You're 20. You're 21. Your friend is turning 21. And that's your best friend, your BFF. Well, that's for the ladies. Guys, we don't have like a best. We have BFFs? Not really. Strange. Yeah, I, and, I, and plus we don't do <laughs> for the ladies. You put all your money together and you get your friend this gift. Like you've been saving, 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 and you present them with the gift on their birthday, right? They're excited, they're crying, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it, I love it. And you go into their house six months later, closet, and you see that gift unopened, untouched. How would you feel? Hurt. Hurt. What about the person who gave you your gift? What about the person who gave you your gifts? Isn't it sad? Wouldn't you be hurt? Like, I gave this person these gifts to be able to affect the kids and, and talk to the kids, but they just go to work and come home and go to work. Can you imagine not using your God-given gifts? So after we have that gift, we identify the gift. And I'm trying to give it to you so that you can teach it. You don't have to say this is David's formula. I came up with it. It'd be nice for some credit, but you don't have to. <laughs> But give them this formula. I'm just trying to help you paint a picture. If you don't have a vision yourself, I'm just trying to help you with this vision thing. Fair enough? Yes. Next is what? What's the second, what's the second G? Grind. Your grind. You have to work. You can't get around the work. And all you have to do is just share some examples of the work. Can you say that again? You have to do what? <laughs> work. You can't get around it. You can't get around it. And I hate the, the one-hit wonders because it really throws off my whole little formula. Because some people will get lucky. Some people will get lucky for not doing the work. But if you want sustainable work, if you want sustainable success, you have to work. You cannot get around it. That's your grind. Now, I'm not saying you have to grind day and night, day and night, day and night, day and night. I'm asking you, say, for instance, you want to write a book. You spend an hour every single day working on this book. That's your grind. I told my friend I was going to build this clothing brand, and I said, I'm going to spend an hour a day, every single day, working on it. He said, no, you got to grind. You got to work. You got to spend every waking hour. He's like a motivational speaker. I'm like, well, I don't have that much time, and I'm kind of lazy a little bit. I kind of I want to build a business so I can make money so I don't have to work. So I'm kind of ambitiously lazy. <laughs> I work real hard so I don't have to. <laughs> I said I got an hour a day, hour a day. But what he didn't realize is every single week, I'm putting seven hours a week into my business. 
every month and putting 30 hours into this idea, into this project. What are you doing 30 hours? Have you spent 30 hours writing a book? You could probably finish a book in 30 hours, would you agree? Meaning we can start today and be done in 30 days if we spend an hour. That's the grind. It doesn't have to be working your fingers to the bone. But you got to paint this picture for the kids. You got to get this big idea done, a whole book, and break it down to an hour a day. A whole business, an hour a day. Your gift, your grind, but most importantly, your genius. I know this guy, he sells CDs in the mall. Anybody ever come up to you and sell CD, try to sell you a CD? Yeah. My first thing is like, I don't even know if I got a CD player. I'm not sure, I've never used it. But he sells a CD, but he makes good money doing it. Every single day, he'll go out, he'll have like an iPod, the iPod, he'll let you listen to his music with the iPod and then try to sell you the CD. He's going to give you a free sample of the music and try to sell you the CD. That's how he eats every day. That's how he feeds his kids every day. Five, ten, he says some people give him $20 for a CD because they want to support, but he does it every single day. He'll go down to the airport and sell CDs. Every time I go to the airport, I see him selling CDs. I try to avoid him, though, because I don't want to buy no more. <laughs> I want to support his business. Like, yo, music isn't all that good. But I, really, but I met him. I met him six years ago, five years ago. I met him five years ago. He was the guy selling CDs in the mall. The problem is, five years later, he's still the guy selling CDs in the mall. And I don't think it has anything to do with his talent. I don't think it has anything to do with his gift. I don't think it has anything to do with his grind, because his grind is insane. He wakes up every day to sell these CDs, every day. The problem is that third G, that genius. Thinking of a way to be different outside of what everybody else is doing. You're out in the street selling your CDs. Yes, you will grind, you will make money, but I'm talking about if you want to get to the next level, you got to learn how to network. You got to learn how to market. You got to do something so genius, like an idea that nobody's ever seen before. I was talking to a girl in the school, and she sold these beaded bracelets, right? And uh, she said, well, I, I started some. My friends and family supported, but then it's kind of flatlined. I said, well, how do you feel? She said, well, I let people pick their own colors. I'm like, well, everybody that sells custom beaded bracelets lets people pick their own colors. She said, yeah, you're right. I said, let's try this. Um, let's say, for instance, someone's from Jamaica. Anybody know the Jamaican colors? What are they? Red, green, yellow, and red? Green, yellow, black. Green, yellow, black? Let's say, for instance, green, yellow, black. Someone from Jamaica comes to me and says, hey, I want to beat a bracelet. You ask them, what colors? They say green, yellow, and black, because that's my flag. Okay, great. But I don't just stop there. Ask them a question. What do you think green represents? So if y'all are gonna, somebody asks you, what does green represent to you? The land, money, wealth, prosperity. Great, we got the green. What about yellow? Sunshine. Sunshine, what? Neutral. We got it. Happiness, excitement, right? By this time, they're kind of figuring out what you're doing. What about the black? What does black represent? The people, power, strong, right? 
So cool, I got all the information I need. We got the green for the land or money. We got the yellow for the sunshine, happiness, right? We got the black for the people, the power. I'll put this thing together. By the time they put that bracelet on, it means more than just a green, yellow, and black. That's the genius element of it. So much so that they would probably tell other people about the colors and what it means. And you're giving people a ministry. You're giving people a story. And if they ever meet somebody from another country, they'll probably ask what? What's your flag colors? Right. Look, I got a friend, she'll make these. Right. Thinking outside the box. But how do you think outside the box? If you're not a creative person, find some creative people and ask questions. If you have an idea, say you might not be writing a book, but go on Facebook looking for a book title to describe the relationship between best friends. What do y'all think? Facebook will blow up with everybody's opinion. People love giving opinions. <laughs> I get most of my best ideas from Facebook. Just asking people. I was gonna do this conference, um, it was called Seven Figures in Fashion. Well, I actually did it. And um, I wanted to teach how to build a clothing brand. So I asked Facebook, if you were gonna build a clothing brand, what do you wanna know? So they said, how to market, sourcing, how to find print shops, stuff like that. I said, cool. I took all that and I put together a conference. <laughs> they told me what they wanted. I made about $16,000 off of that conference. But who gave me the information? I'm not that talented. I promise you, I'm not, I'm not all that like, um, like I was telling the kids earlier, I had a learning disability because I'm the type of person or read a book, I can read a page, and by the time I get to the end of the page, I have no idea what I just read. So I, literally, I gotta read over and over and over. That's why it's really hard, even to this day, to get through a book. So I had to find people who would help me. So that's where I get that from. I find people that's going to help me. And this is a little formula that you can teach the kids. If you wanna be successful, your gift, your grinding, your genius, you put them all together. You can't have one without the others. Sometimes you could be grinding with these real genius ideas, but you're not really operating in your gift. It's gonna to be tough. You can have a gift with all these genius ideas, but you're not willing to grind. You never get off the couch. It's not gonna work. I'm just saying, this is something you can teach. But most importantly, you have to give these kids a vision. Would you agree? Yep. It's imperative. Because if they don't see, if they can't see the light at the end of what you're saying, it's not valid. It's not valid. Does that make sense? So I want to go through some um, questions real quick. If anybody has questions, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, anybody? Questions? Comments? Well, um, yes, how much do you make? Billions. <laughs> Billions. <laughs> Look, I got a notebook. Where's that notebook, Dre? Um, every good idea. So my, uh, my notebook, thank you. I put it on Instagram the other day. Thank you. My notebook is appraised at $300,000. Notebook? Wow. 300000 Wow. I mean, I put, I put the appraisal on there, but every, <laughs> every, everywhere I go, I write down every good idea because I know how valuable good ideas are. Yeah. I just know how valuable they are. Um, 
There's so much, there's so much in here um, because I, I can't let a good idea go. And that's why I was asking you guys to write, take notes, because most of the times where I speak, people aren't just going to take notes on their own. But I can retain. I'd have, I'd have forgot. And, and this might be my crutch, because it's hard for me to remember stuff. But I'd have forgot most of this. But sometimes I'll go back and refer it, and it help, I refer to it, and it helps me. That make sense? So don't lose a good idea. And I just don't like speaking, especially because y'all ain't pay me. Uh, I don't want y'all to, I don't want y'all to lose this idea, okay? I don't want to just be out here speaking just to be speaking, okay? That's not, that's not what gets me excited, okay? I want to know that people are growing. And I promise you, this one little element, this one little element of just giving a kid a vision of what it looks like to do what you're saying you're asking them to do. I just couldn't see it when I was a kid. I just couldn't see it. My, my teacher was saying, hey, stay in school, work hard. And I'm like, what'd you do? He said, I stayed in school and I worked hard. And I was like, well, I don't really want to be like you. It's funny, but this is like, we are competing with them. We're competing with them. And the best we can say is you'll end up dead or in jail. Duh. Instead of walking people through the process, I need everybody here to be in the process of something. Be in the process of something. Make a difference. Can you do something outside of here that brings national attention to this school? I believe the genius is here, but we might not have the work ethic. I believe the gift is here, but we don't have the grind. I believe the is here, but we might not have an idea on how do we get this thing, how do we get this thing going? And you guys said, y'all know some people are excelling in their career, and sometimes because we are the teacher, we don't want to ask to be taught. We don't want to be taught because we're so used to teaching. Um, but in our classroom, there should, be a there should be some time to give a kid a vision. Because if there's, if there's nothing to go towards, so if you're, on a, if you're on a road trip, if you're on a road trip, like a family trip or something like that, you have an idea of what this vacation is going to look like by the time you get there. And no matter how long the journey is, the conversation in the car, the excitement, of getting to the dream, getting to what it looks like to be on vacation. I'm having my feet in the sand, the sun, I'm going to tan. Getting to that vision, it, it, it helps with the journey, the monotonous of the, the, the journey. So all of my entrepreneurs here, they've been grinding, grinding, grinding. But what helps us grind is knowing where we're going to be. Because I can look at you and say, look, you almost there. The next speaker I'm having, uh, uh, give a poem to close us out, but every, every day I'm telling you, you're almost there. You're almost there. You are almost the greatest speaker on earth. I'm telling you, every day, every day, it's okay to be on a journey if you know the end game. There's nothing wrong with working at McDonald's if you plan to own one. You'll go in there whistling. You wouldn't be upset because you know you plan to own one one day. And I think with us, as life kind of hit us and beat us up, um, we forget to dream. We lose the dream. Remember, as a kid, you'll put like pictures of cars you want, posters, things of that nature. What we do is take those down and we put bills in the refrigerator. <laughs> That's what we post. Sticky notes, make sure you take out the trash. And we forget, we forget, we forget to dream. Just going back to what we said before, I want you to have a vision. If you begin to dream, I promise you these kids will too. 
for my speakers. Were the kids dreaming today? Yes. Were they dreaming today? Yes. Because we kept, we just kept, we kept, we kept putting it out there. This is what you can do. This is what you can be. This is what you can do. This is what you can be. Sometimes you got to play a video of what it looks like in your classroom. Bring somebody that's been successful in your classroom. Say this guy, this person. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.